Your sensors have detected the USS Trexan Sci-Fi with Captain Rico at the helm. This is Angela and Jen, ready for transport, Captain. Thanks for that intro, Jen and Angela. And yes, this is Rico, and this is a special, well, almost midweek podcast for Trexan Sci-Fi. This will be show 148. Yes, creeping up uh, really close to 150 now, the big show. This is uh, Thursday, November 15th, 2007. For this special uh, sort of middle of the week show, I'm going to talk about the menagerie that was shown in movie theaters on November 13th. And it's also showing again tonight on November 15th, at least in the U.S., Canada, uh, you know, about 300 theaters, I think, approximately. Got some cool audio from uh, our trip the other night. My son and I went to see it. And I think uh, you'll enjoy hearing about it. So uh, sit back, relax, and here we go for this special uh Almost Middle of the Week podcast. From Star Trek, the original series, comes The Menagerie, the classic two-part episode like you've never seen it before. Beamed onto the big screen in HD for only one night, November 13th at 7.30 p.m., plus exclusive never-before-seen Star Trek extras. Participating theaters and ticket information at fathomevents.com. Season 1 Combo DVD, available November 20th. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, yes, this is Rico. I haven't done a, uh, a midweek show in a while, but I wanted to get this out. I uh, wanted to talk mainly about uh, the two-parter of the Menagerie on the big screen remastered in HD uh, that was shown in movie theaters. Uh, I went with my son, Eric, uh, a couple of nights back on November 13th. I know some people on the Treks in Sci-Fi forums also went. And uh, I think uh, it was a good time. Uh, our theater was, uh, it's not the biggest theater in the world that we had to go to for this, uh, but uh, it still turned out to be pretty good. It was fairly filled. But uh, before we get into that in a little more detail, uh, a couple of announcements. Uh, this show will be relatively short, I think, probably around a half hour or so. But I do want to mention that uh, next uh, next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, at least in the United States, the weekend of November 24th, 25th, I will be doing a special video podcast for Big Show 150 uh, for Treks in Sci-Fi. A couple things uh, to let you know about that. Uh, first, I am looking for uh, people to send me video entries, you know, talking a little bit about themselves for just a minute or two. Uh, maybe some, saying something about sci-fi that they love or something about the podcast that they might enjoy. Uh, whatever you really feel like doing, uh, it just kind of to include on the show. Uh, I just uh, think it would be a lot of fun to share that. Uh, I know some people on the forums have been talking about uh, sending in some video. Uh, some people have gotten going on that. I do want those in by November the 23rd, which will be Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, so I have time over the weekend there to edit things together and uh, try to make this a special show 150 for the podcast uh, kind of uh, something unique and special. So hope to see a lot of those come in, and uh, I also have uh, a special place on the website uh, that you can upload those to. The details can be found on the Trex and Sci-Fi forums if you're a member. It's in the members-only area there. The information on how to file, uh, upload those things to me, to FTP them. If For the computer geeks out there, they'll know what that means. 
But if you need that information, if you're not on the forums, just email me at treksf at gmail.com, and I can get you the info if you're going to send me a video clip that's a little longer. I thought that might be a little bit simpler to do rather than uh, email video around. Audio, you can usually get away with emailing. The files are, are not super huge, but but video uh, is sometimes a little trickier. Uh, I also want the video format in either MPEG-2. I think I can handle uh, Windows Media, you know, M- WMV files as well. Also, probably either uh, Movie, MOV, or MP4 I can also handle. Uh, I'm a little new at doing the old video editing, creating, putting it all together uh, thing, but I hope this will turn out okay. It's going to be my first crack at a really big uh, one. I've done a couple in the past of short videos that have released for the podcast, but this will be the first really big one. And uh, Well, I'm looking forward to working on it. I think it's going to be fun, but uh, it will be a little bit of a learning curve. I've done it before uh, on my own here and there, but it's just a little uh, tricky to pull it all together, get it converted down for uh, use for podcasting, video podcasting, and iPods. But hopefully everything will work out okay. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Johnson from the Extra Life Radio Show. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi with my friend Rico. Okay, let's get into discussing uh, the two-part The Menagerie that we saw on the big screen, my son Eric and I, the other night. Uh, It was a a good time. They had, a, I guess it was maybe 20, 25 minutes of uh, pre-stuff that they showed. It was primarily uh, Eugene Roddenberry's, uh, or Gene Roddenberry's son, who's also known as Rod Roddenberry, discussing the show and his father a little bit and showing some behind-the-scenes stuff, along with some uh, information and detail on how they created the new special effects that have been showing up on the original series episodes. Now, don't tell anyone out there, but I I managed to record a little audio from the movie theater during the presentation. Uh, I thought that might be kind of fun. The quality, of course, isn't the best. The sound, for some reason, in our theater was a little low at first. Eventually, it comes up during the uh, first part of the show. Before they get into showing the Menagerie two-parter, they do bring the audio up. So uh, the quality of the audio, when I get to that part of this special podcast is a little bit, like I said, low in in volume, but I think you can make things out if you didn't get a chance to go see the movie. Now, I'm going to play some clips uh, on our little road trip to the movie theater. Uh, My son and I, he's... uh, He's got his learner's permit, so he did the driving, and I took along my new handy little portable recorder I've been using for my uh, new podcast, Attic of My Mind, over at atticofmymind.com, and recorded some audio on our trip to the movie theater. So here we go with uh, the first clip of our little trip. Okay, so we are in the Kidmobile and are on our way off to... Star Trek The Menagerie on the big screen. Are you excited, Eric? Are you? I'm cold. <laughs> it's 60 degrees outside today. Yeah, well, Steve's car is cold, man. Oh, slow down, okay. I am working. Excuse uh, me. Who's the one driving there? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll check back in with you when we're uh, a little further along on our journey. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, okay, so my son Eric is... Uh, is driving during this trip to the movie theater, and uh, you'll you'll notice you'll hear the clicking of our, our turn signal on this old car that we've got that the kids drive. 
So uh, that's what you're hearing in the background there. This next uh, little clip, and, and you'll notice I'm a little goofier probably when I'm with my son and when we were out the other night than maybe I am normally on the podcast. So you'll get a little hint of, uh, you know, Rico in, in his daily life. And Oh, there I go with the Rico third person. I haven't done that in a while. So anyway, this next clip uh, in the car is... I think I'm discussing a little bit about the menagerie and explaining it to Eric since uh, he has seen quite a few Star Trek episodes. But anyway, listen to this clip. Yeah, so Mark, uh, Mark's going to quit WoW. Or, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, that, that, he's not coming to this, is he? No, he's not. I thought, I thought he was. Like, I don't want to go see the menagerie. It's been on TV a lot of times. So. Well, I, I've never seen it. Actually, have I? Oh, describe it. Well, let's see. Let me tell you a little bit about the Menagerie. This is the one that your Uncle Joe always used to say when we were growing up watching it. This is the one with the headbutt people, as he would call them, because these aliens in this episode have big heads. So he used to call them the headbutt people. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Do you remember an episode with people or aliens on Star Trek that have big heads? No. Yeah, well, they all, have, they all have big heads. Uh, uh, speaking of that, did you see the pictures online yet of Zachary Quinto from Heroes as Spock nope. for the movie? Oh, uh, looks good. Looks good. So anyway, this is uh, this was actually the Menagerie was the first pilot episode that they did for Star Trek. Well, the it was actually it was actually just called the Cage at first. And it has uh, it had a different actor and character for the captain and a lot of other different characters and and then they later made it into a two-parter for Star Trek called the Menagerie. So I don't think you've seen this one though, because no. this one has a, a, a different captain instead of Captain Kirk. You see, um, most of the time in the flashback part is another captain for the Enterprise called Captain Pike. I remember that. that was so. Okay, so yeah, there's my uh, explanation of uh, the uh, <laughs> Telosians, the, the head butt people, as my uh, brother Joe would call them, as we uh, watched this episode many times growing up. Uh, well, you know, you look at the back of the Telosians' heads, and I gotta say they kind of look like a butt. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next clip here I'm going to play for you. This is inside when we're sitting down at the movie theater, just getting uh, kind of settled in and getting ready to uh, to watch the movie on the big screen. So listen to this. So you excited? Excited? Here we are. Here we are. So what, what are you excited about? School tomorrow? Because you're supposed to, because you, because you're excited, I should be excited. That's why. Are there any girls in this theater? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> so, you're here for that. Yeah, so when we uh, when we got there, uh, it was fairly filled up. We probably were there about 10, 15 minutes before the movie started, which is uh, usually, I usually tend to get to theaters, movies uh, sooner than that, but we were a little, uh, run a little late and got in there. The theater wasn't the biggest, but there were quite a few people, and, and like I said in that last clip, mostly guys, of course. You know, Star Trek tends to, uh, and sci-fi in general, tends to be a guy thing. Uh, but there are girls out there, girl geeks that enjoy it. I know we have uh, several on the forums, and 
I did see some in the theater there eventually. I noticed there were a few of them. I think probably dragged by their husbands or boyfriends. But anyway, the next clip. Now, this is going to be the long uh, clip. This is going to, you'll hear the beginning of the presentation uh, where uh, Rod Roddenberry is talking about Star Trek and his father and everything. Like I said earlier, the, the quality of the audio here is not the greatest, but I think you get the idea for it. It starts out rather low, and at, at one point, I think you'll hear the audio go up. So I'll try to balance that out uh, as I edit this in post-production a little bit, but uh, just bear with it a little bit. It's a little uh, quiet at the beginning, a little hard to hear him, but it, it will get a little bit better. So here we are at the beginning of the Menagerie on the big screen. It's because it's time to go. My name is Eugene Roddenberry. My father was Dean Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek. Welcome to this very special presentation of Star Trek The Menagerie. It is being beamed to you on the big screen in high definition. You know, 41 years ago, when my father was creating the cage, which later became The Menagerie, he never expected it to be shown in this kind of quality on, on a big screen. I know my father would really appreciate this. And on behalf of the Roddenberry family, and of course myself, I want to thank CBS and everyone else involved for not only honoring my father's vision, but also honoring all the fans out there that have made Star Trek possible. You know, I actually remember in the house I used to live in when I was about eight years old, when my father was working at, in his office, I would go in and I would ask him to turn on the projector. And he would put on reels of Star Trek and he would play them against this little white board. And I would sit on the floor and I would watch episodes of Star Trek. But I remember seeing the cage and it was uh he actually had a copy that went from a color to black and white and it shifted back and forth and i remember all the hairs and all the grain and it was still a ton of fun to watch then but for me to sit here and have the opportunity to present to you what i saw then in high definition on this big screen it is really an honor when i first heard that they were going to remaster star trek uh, i was kind of concerned kind of like you guys don't touch it. It's, it's good the way it is. But when I found out that uh, Mike and Denise Okuda were overseeing the visual effects portion of it, uh, I, was, I was very pleased to hear that these people who, who gave their heart and soul to Star Trek for over 18 years uh, had input in what was going to be changed and not changed. And when I had the opportunity to sit down and watch some of the enhanced effects, I, I was very impressed and very pleased. So the story I heard was the studios gave my father permission to shoot the pilot episode for Star Trek, the original series, which was titled The Cage. After spending their budget and putting the show together, they presented it to the executives, and they thought it was a bit too cerebral for the audience they were shooting for. So they told him that they wouldn't take that episode. However, what was unprecedented at the time was that they gave him permission to shoot a second pilot episode. So my father and the other producers uh, took the notes of the studio and made some changes that would hopefully uh, appease the studio, and they produced uh, another pilot episode called Where No Man Has Gone Before. So with that episode, uh, he showed it to the executives and they were very pleased, and that was the show that launched the Star Trek series. But he still had this other episode lying around. He still had the cage. And when he had the opportunity to take it, and transform it into a two-part episode. 
he called it the Menagerie and got his original story out to the audience. Of course, 40 years later, who would have imagined this two-part episode would be debuting on the big screen, looking better than it ever has, as part of a grand remaster of an entire original series. We went back to the original camera negative, so we're going back to ground zero. And what, what they used to shoot this is what we got our hands on the transfer. When we first put up the negative, and it had been put up quite a few times for other transfers, so there was a fair amount of dirt on it. There was tears, scratches, stains, so we'd go into Inferno, Flame, some high-end boxes. Anything we could throw at it to make it better, we pretty much did. And really spent some time massaging it and really bringing it up to where it needed to be. This is the uh, scanner we used to scan the film, from film to digital. So basically what you see there is kind of a raw image from the original camera negative. Once we scanned the film in, we just built some contrast into the image to give it a more appealing look. So this is kind of an example. What you don't know, and not told, is that my command orders on this subject are precise and inviolable. No act, no provocation. We consider sufficient reasons to violate the zone. We do a lot of work on scratches, tears, uh, film warping. Anything that's too extreme for the other machines, I get to work on my hand. And that's not including coloring. You can even stay. But we're not here, neither of us. We're in a menagerie, a cave. Ow! That was Galileo. All systems cleared for takeoff. And we started thinking, you know, what else could we do to make the show look as good as it can? And in looking at the show, the one thing that sort of stuck out was that the effects were the best they could do in the 60s, but we could do so much better now. And we decided to take a big shot and replace all the exterior special effects of the show with current CGI uh, computer-generated ships. When we started the project and we looked at the hill that we needed to climb, we were all on the same page. Engage. And our goal was it's not about what we want to change. It's about respecting the original material and thinking about what the artists back in the 60s would have done if they could have done it. When we started, we knew that the single most difficult shot to walk in the Menagerie was going to be this fly-through through the bridge to build the Enterprise. So what CBS Digital had to do was they not only did they build a digital enterprise, they built a digital bridge. Not only did the digital bridge, they had digital characters in there, and they had to seamlessly cut from the digital characters walking across the screen to uh, Jeffrey Hunter and Larry Newman. I think it took them like six weeks because technically it was it was so difficult. The result is undeniable. When I saw the DVDs with the original film now converted to the way it should have been, I can't find words to voice my joy in what I say. It's just wonderful. It's the way the show should have looked when it first went out. and technology that helped restore the original vision of the show also created an opportunity to put a new polish on one of the most famous themes in television history. We went back into the library, got the original arrangements from the 60s, and we recorded them with the same voicings and, and basically the same arrangements. 
Star Trek is the most famous theme that Alexander Courage ever wrote, but he also worked quite a lot of MGM musicals of the 1950s. He wrote the score for The Left Hand Gun, uh, and also for a number of other television series. But Star Trek is, and always will be, his most famous piece of music. We're doing this to update the audio. It's the 21st century, and recording techniques have changed massively since then. Really hot. 
If you don't mind, I should like to wander about the village and make some studies. Of course, my friend, our village is yours. Captain? In the show here of the Mercy, the goats, and they painted them green and purple and, and uh, blue. They're not dumb, but they're looking for something to eat. We have to be careful they didn't try to eat the costumes. You know, like the skirts or somebody who walked by, because they'll, they'll eat it anyway. They were not fun. One of the, the other extras was walking by one, and he really got blooded. <laughs> I strongly suggest we direct our energies toward the immediate problem, accomplishing our mission here. You didn't really think I was going to beat his head in, did you? I thought you might. You're right. Well, Bill was very professional. He always knew his lines. He's one of those people who looked at the script and he knows his lines. But then there would be moments where he would suddenly be funny or he'd tempt at humor or something. So it, would, uh, it was usually when there was a tough scene to do. And after he finished the scene, it was like a release for him to kind of joke around. He was very good with the crew. He was always very friendly to the crew, but again, very professional. Leonard was totally Spock. When he was on the set, he was Spock. And you never saw Leonard smile when he was doing Spock. Did you ever notice that? Very seldom he said, he did smile with the one with Jill Harold, but very seldom you didn't see Spock smile that much. Very in character. Very in character. But he'd have moments, you know, away from when the work was done, then he, then he was different. You go back to being Leonard Nimoy. For generations, Star Trek has captured the imagination of fans all over the world. With the original episodes remastered in high definition and soon to be available on HD DVD combo disc, it's never been a better time to be a Star Trek fan. Oh, and there's one more thing. When the episode is over, Stay in your seats. We're going to be showing you a sneak peek at season two of Star Trek, the original series. Well, there you have it. That uh, was the uh, intro stuff that they played with uh, Rod Roddenberry and Billy Blackburn and a few others talking about how they remastered all these Star Trek episodes uh, for HD DVD. Uh, these discs that are coming out next week, uh, the first season of Star Trek, uh, the original series, is coming out on HD DVD next week. I've actually got a link up, uh, Amazon.com link, which has got a good price on the Treks in Sci-Fi forums over at treksinsci-fi.com. If you're thinking of ordering these, Amazon's got a good price. And if you do that link uh, that's on the forums, at least, uh, it kicks a couple of bucks back to uh, the uh, podcast. So I'd appreciate that. But I think this was a, a lot of fun. It was great to see the new effects on the big screen. Star Trek uh, in movie theaters, kind of a little prelude of what's to come later in the year with J.J. Abrams uh, filming the new movie now. Uh, some pictures have been showing up online. A lot of uh, scuttlebutt and rumors flying around about casting things and, and plot lines. Uh, I'm trying to avoid learning everything about the movie before it comes out, but it's looking pretty good, I think. And uh, uh, my son and I did enjoy seeing The Menagerie. I th- it uh, was a pretty good uh, showing, the packed house, I thought, uh, here in Michigan on a fairly cold November uh, night 
it uh, was great to see you again. So I think I'm going to wrap this uh, podcast up, this middle of the week show for you. Get it out on the uh, internet. We'll be back uh, uh, regularly with uh, a show this weekend. We're going to do a Skype call on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Talk about sci-fi TV, movies, and and all that. And the next weekend's show, uh, the show 151, will be coming out around Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving for the United States citizens. uh, And around the 25th of November for everyone else. That show should be a lot of fun. So anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, this is Rico signing off for this special look at the Menagerie presentation and this episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. Take care, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.